podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's about IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We've just seen the way in between Lawrence Okoli and David Light. With me, promoter Ben Chalant. Ben, first, how are we doing? Very good. Obviously, great to be here. I think the hardest thing for Lawrence is, is making the weight, especially at this stage of his career. And uh, uh, yeah, it's just good when he does it. And now he feels relaxed and ready. That's the, always the hardest thing. How nervous are you? He's been out of the ring over a year. New management team, new promotional team, a new trainer. Banana skin, potentially? I think it's just a big... I just think it's a tough fight. Never mind a banana skin. This is a guy that's earned his position. Worked so hard to get to a position like this and to become the mandatory and won away last time. He knows how to do it. He beat Brandon Glanton in Florida on his own promoter's show. He was That was what was being set up to try and face... Lawrence and, and get the mandatory so he knows how to do it he's an experienced amateur experienced guy never been being before tough speak to anyone that, um, that's been in there with him Joseph Parker I mentioned just tells me Ben this is a seriously tough fight this guy is tough it's going to be a hard night for Lawrence I, I, I believe but it would be great for him to make a statement and yeah new trainer new setup a lot of pressure on him a lot of people wanting him to fail and I imagine that it's not been easy these past 12 months, but all he wants to do now is fight, and uh, I, think he, I think he's going to put on a performance. One thing I have noticed this week, and I haven't seen this in Lawrence before, he's had a number of trainers, I think three or four in the past. His relationship with Sugar Hill, it seems like it's not just a coach-student, it's almost like father-son. I was doing an interview with Lawrence, and while I'm doing an interview, Sugar Hill's changing his shoes, and, and there's a lot of banter, and it looks like there's a lot of chemistry between both. Yeah, I said before, Shane's one of the best tra- trainers in the country, it's just different styles, but I know Sugar well. He is a uh, he likes. I've spoken to him on a on on a on deep level about this many times. He sees himself as a teacher. He's not a trainer. He wants to be a father figure. He wants to be a friend. He's not involved in the business side of anything. He's there to help his fighters mentally, physically, in personal circumstances. And he's a great guy. And I think Lawrence needed that at a very tough time. And he's got someone now in his corner that cares about him that's, that's teaching him more than just what to do in the ring and you can see that and it's nice and it's good for Lawrence and he feels that stability now and uh, it was, it, I think a lot of people were worried when we heard that he might be leave, leaving Shane including myself and, uh, but I think um, right now he feels very very settled and yeah Sugar Hill is a phenomenal, phenomenal guy and trainer and um, that's probably what he needed and uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they develop together Obviously, Sugar has Ben Whitaker as well, and I know how close they are. And Sugar just seems to be able to develop a very strong bond with his fighters because I think it comes from a really natural, a natural place. I know we've got Chris Billam out end of May. Um, React will probably go out before the summer as well. So the, the second half of the year, are you going to be in a bit of a problem because you're going to have all these cruiserweights? Billam Smith might be a world champion by then. Cody's in a bit have it. Well, he's got his WBO belt. Cody has stated to me he's not ruling out a potential Billam Smith fight down the line. You've got React for there as well. So uh, what are the plans, future plans? Big plans, but I think next week we'll be announcing that. Lawrence has to come through on Saturday night, but that cruiserweight division, as I say, Lawrence is ready in his prime. Richard Riappo, as a boxing fan, this is why I'm ex- I get excited about these things, because this is what you wait for. You want certain fights that are certainly going to happen that you can look forward to where they're all going to fight each other and they're all in the prime. There's no excuses for Chris Billam Smith who we've had two fights now in Bournemouth, one with an absolute war with Isaac Chamberlain in, in domestic, one of the fights of the year. Then he stepped up and had that unbelievable knockout in December. He's ready. Richard Riappol is ready. He's just fought Glowacki. So the development of all three of them is perfect. Lawrence needs to put in a statement on Saturday night in a tough, 
challenge and, and, and defence and um, yeah it's exciting and next week big news in the cruiserweight division and, and a lot of big news in terms of for our schedule as well we, we had a few things that we had to put down this this week in terms of dates but yeah it's, uh, it's going to be a big few months Final one on this uh, ticket sales I know there were comments made uh, particularly by Eddie Hearn to say that you're going to be giving out the whole arena for free so how are the tickets and what is the capacity tomorrow night? Look, we'll be we'll have six thousand in there. Considering Lawrence isn't from Manchester, this this fight night wasn't even supposed to happen, and to be able to do that for me shows the power of the machine that's behind him. I, I don't know how many times he headlined on Sky before. I know, I think they did the Chamberlain fight, and that sold very very well in the O2. If I remember, yes, he might have headlined on a next gen show against Watkins a long time ago, but he's not headlined on Sky outside of maybe the COVID period, but with fans. And this is a world title fight, and I know people in Manchester are just glad that it's here. And yes, the tickets are cheaper because it's accessible, and we're trying to make. There's going to be a lot of under 16s. There's going to be a lot of fat, uh, people that don't usually can't afford a hundred pound, hundred and fifty pound ticket. There's a few options to get cheaper tickets, but this has sold well. We can't. We're actually extremely happy with it. You speak to our team; they were extremely concerned. This is clearly a London show in Manchester. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's done really well and uh, yeah, I think according to some people, there's probably more people at the weigh-in today, there must have been a thousand in here just for the weigh-in, so how, um, yeah, anyway, I th it's funny, I, I, my, my PR team are getting calls from journalists saying, oh, we've just been approached by X person or this person from a different promotional company asking us to post something or write something about them not selling tickets it's just childish I think it's funny in the sense we do expect it I know Lawrence is under a lot of scrutiny but yeah it's sold really well and we're actually really happy with it let me, just, let me just clarify what you just said to me other promoters are calling journalists to write articles almost defaming the number of tickets that you have sold for this event and social media channels but again it's, I, I don't I try not to get involved because I, I actually like Matchroom and Eddie and what they've done and I like Queensbury and Frank and they're not obviously not part of this but I don't want to I do find it funny I appreciate there's a lot of scrutiny and I appreciate yet yeah, competition is good for the market and it's not existed before we feel like we're under siege we're just trying to do our, our we got do our job do what we dreamt of doing like many years ago we're now doing this is our dream this is i'm living the dream whether people don't like that or not i am we working relentlessly 24 7 every day to do everything we can we're so early on we had no fighters even 18 months ago we have to get our stable built and then we're able to start doing and over time you start seeing what we want to achieve in the sport we can't just go like that and say right bang here's 50-50 schedules every week for 52 weeks of the year with every fighter that you'd love to see because one, we're down the fires, two, we're still getting them over and it takes time. But I think when you look back at where we were last year and where we are now, you can see hopefully development. But for me, it's all about boxing and the sport. And as I say, I don't want to do that back and forth. I could easily say that, you know, this night has sold probably 2,000, 3,000 more tickets than Conor Ben sold in Manchester a year ago but Conor Ben's not from Manchester either so it's it's difficult because I don't want to go down that route we've got a British world champion here no matter what anyone says who's a who's an exemplary role model a great professional and he's about to defend in a huge world title fight and I know people in Manchester 
we don't get many world title fights that we get to see, genuine world title fights in Manchester. And uh, yeah, so uh, they're very happy with it. And it's a show that we didn't think we'd have and we now get. It'll be on Sky Showcase as well as Sky Sports' main event. We think he's going to do huge numbers to help lead into what is to come with the Cruiserweight division. And um, yeah, we hope for a big, big performance. Uh, moving away from the show, I spoke to Liam Smith yesterday. I must say, he, he seemed a bit frustrated and he said that I need a date. You know, I've had my rest, I've had my break. I'm going to get my team to get onto Ben and Voxer and sort this situation out. So, what deadline are you giving yourself? to kind of get this Eubank Jr. over the line if it's going to be next? I think we'll know next week. I think we've just been waiting on a date that works. We, As I say, it goes back to the fact we didn't negotiate the rematch or put the rematch in a, in a, in a contract. That's in our contract that we had to sign to get the Eubank Jr. for Liam to get Eubank Jr. for Liam in the first place. Liam put on a wonderful performance. Incredible. And uh, one of the best nights of his career, if not the best. And then we had 30 days they had to activate within 30 days they activated and then we have to contractually do everything so I'm confused because that's in our contract that they put in it wasn't like we wanted to necessarily do the rematch Liam's probably turned down opportunities as we know he got ordered for the I think against Janabek for a world title and other things because we have this commitment that we made and um, anyway that's, I, I actually spoke to Callum this morning. I think he tried to clear up what Eddie said on TalkSport yesterday. And so we'll see in the next few days. But, um, yeah, we're just, we're just doing what we were asked to do. And, yeah, I think we'll get a date, if I'm honest, probably in the next week or so. We know the two dates that we've got. Um, I think it's more for, for Wasserman um, to decide on what they prefer. And then, and then we'll move forward. But, yeah, it's just good that the, the, the big fights are there with Kelbrook coming back and... Liam Smith has a lot of options. Tim Zhu, we're speaking to Matt Rose today. Um, that's a huge fight for him. It, it depends whether he's going to get that Charlo chance that he's waiting for. He seems to be waiting forever. But he's keen to come and fight in the UK as well. And uh, Janembeck for the world title. Liam's in a, in a sitting pretty, in a very good place. And one of the few fighters that can sell out, sell out arenas, as he's proven um, now with us. So, yeah, um, we we'll, should, know, should know some news in the next week. I know we spoke about this already, so I won't touch on it in too much detail, but Fury Usa, it looks like it's not happening. Alex Krasik has made it very clear that fight is not next. Yesterday, Frank Warren made it very, very clear that they will try everything in the power to enforce the mandatory, which is Daniel Dubois. This Daniel is no longer injured. He's fine. He's ready for the fight. Um, I asked this to Johnny Nelson, Spencer Oliver earlier. Is, is Daniel Dubois ready for someone like Usyk? Well, it's not the fight we wanted, but I think you're always ready for an opportunity like that. It's heavyweight boxing. One punch, it could be like you could have Daniel Dubois with three world titles. It'd be incredible. So definitely for me, if you're in the heavyweight business at Daniel's level, and he is, he is the regular champion, then you take a world title opportunity like this. What a dream for him to get to fight for three world titles if that is the route it isn't the fight we wanted but for Daniel what an opportunity and yeah we can talk about whether guys are ready or why the guys are not and that is an argument um, but I think I think Daniel will want to take that fight um, because you just never know what can happen in heavyweight boxing and you could argue I suppose he's got a long career Daniel does he need to do it now you know probably took Joe Joyce didn't he too early and he sort of had to play catch up and build up back there, you know, since then. He's still very young, probably has a lot of potential later on in his career. So I can see the arguments both sides. It's not the fight we wanted, but I prefer to see it than Usyk Hergovic, if I'm honest. As a Usyk Wilder? That would be great, but whether that, I think they'll go down the mandatory route now. 
and so I prefer I think that fight if not Martin Bacoli is next up but that's a much tougher fight on paper for Alexander um, and I think they will prefer Daniel Dubois as well and yeah I think I prefer to see that than Hergovic but I'm still trying to get over as a boxing fan that we're not seeing <laughs> Yusik Fury because I was actually really put the fact that I work in boxing aside you just it was that was exciting I really wanted to see that fight um, I actually I one week I was thinking Tyson then and it's one of those fights and um, yeah I, I for some reason I still have hope but it doesn't look good at the moment I know as a, as a promoter one of the most stressful roles and jobs is negotiating and trying to get the best deal for all parties and best deal for yourself as well um, it was clear and evident that Usyk agreed to the 70-30 to Fury but said that I want the reverse in the rematch and, and Fury's like nope 50-50 in the rematch we know Usyk agreed a deal with Saudi Arabia and Tyson couldn't get a deal with Saudi Arabia because Tyson again wanted more money and Saudi said no so sometimes do fighters think that they're worth a bit more than they they deserve um, it's hard to put it in a fight I think it should be taken out of the fighters hands and I've said it before mandatories you have a split it's done maybe that's what we've got to look at for the biggest fights and then otherwise you lose your title otherwise we'll be here all day saying oh I've got more Instagram followers than you or well I've got I, I, I'm a political figurehead you know you could have all I've got three belts you've got one belt well I never lost my belt so I'm actually the lineal champion you can see how it could go all day long so to actually agree on it it's difficult it seems like Alexander was willing to do whatever it seemed like Frank Warren wanted the fight but you never know and that's why you just until Tyson speaks and explains and I, I think it's all speculation because for me the Tyson Fury I know is the fact he, he does fight anyone he does he went to fucking he went to he went to Germany and did what he did against Klitschko. He's done it all his career. Fought fight Wilder three times. No one wanted to fight Wilder. People might say, "Oh, well, Wilder was." Remember, Fury took Wilder, and even everyone was saying, "There's no way he'll take it." They were saying he's been out too long. There is no way he will take Deontay Wilder. And I can remember this very clearly now, actually. And he did. And he and he won that fight. I think it was a draw. He won that fight. And then he did it three more times because he had to. So, for me, the Tyson Fury I know is a, is a guy that defies all logic, all logic, and just does it. And uh, for me, he's shown that in the past. So I'm, I'm very slow to say that was definitely, it's definitely Tyson's fault because I, you look at, you just have to look. And, and people are jumping on saying, oh, now it's Tyson's fault for the AJ not happening. Again, I disagree to a certain degree. Like maybe on this occasion, there's something there around Tyson um, not feeling the deal that he wanted and not wanting to fight him twice, fine but the Tyson we all know is, is a guy that will fight anyone I, I, I believe that um, so, but it's just such a shame that it happens and maybe as I say it has to it has to be taken out of the fighters decisions if it's the fighters then you could, they're not they're not thinking about the sport they're not thinking about their families, they're thinking about this the sport has to do it, it's alright blaming people will always Fights will never happen if you have to rely on people. People will always blame everyone for it not happening. But people are people and everyone's looking after their own interests. You can't always say, oh, you shouldn't. The sport has to make. Man United can't call up Liverpool and say, we're not in good form, I'm not going to play you on Saturday. That's essentially what this is. It's, but the league decides that, that someone's fighting. And it might sound out crazy to even say that and people say, oh, you don't understand how boxing works. But ultimately, that's where it should and needs to get to in my opinion Ben we look forward to a great night of boxing tomorrow night appreciate your time and yeah we'll uh, see you tomorrow after the show thanks Raza cheers mate Ben Shalom IFL TV thank you very much 
Social Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.